0: The CBS Radio Mystery Theater presents... Come in. Welcome. I'm E.G. Marshall. The past, says the poet is a bucket of ashes. True, perhaps. But these are ashes that never really burn themselves out. There's always what appears to be a feeble, flickering ember. And one can never tell when it might erupt into a blazing conflagration. Now, this person tried to kill you. Why?
1: I don't
2: know. Well, you must have some idea.
1: Not the slightest.
2: Are you protecting someone?
1: Why would I want to protect someone who's trying to murder me?
2: Do you have any enemies? No. Well, every human being has to have some enemies.
1: I don't.
2: Now, what are you trying to tell me? You're a saint?
0: Our mystery drama, The Senior Prom. Was written especially for the Mystery Theater by Sam Dan and stars Larry Haynes. Radio Mystery. Those who must attend to the necessary work that must go on, regardless of time or hour, or season, and they go about their tasks as if it were high noon instead of long past midnight. And then there are others. They too have tasks to perform.
2: Uh, look, I don't want to talk to any reporters. i just say we're following a certain series of leads. We expect to make a statement within the next 48 hours. Uh, why the next 48 hours? Why not the next uh, 24, 72? Oh, Paul, how did you get in here? I uh, sneaked in, Lieutenant. Yeah, well, shut the door, will you? A fella can't hear himself think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what a world this would be if that thing were never invented. Lieutenant Holman. Oh, uh, no, sir. No, not a thing, Inspector. Oh, yes, sir, I'll let you know. What does he think I'm doing, sitting on it? They're nervous.
3: I get the same thing from my editor. What's the matter? Why can't you find a lead?
2: Well, if you find one, Paul, let me know about it,
3: huh? Uh, Where are you guys on
2: this thing? Ground zero, no place.
3: You have to have something, Tom. Air. You mean this guy's knocked off four women, you're absolutely in the dark? No witnesses at all? Four. Four witnesses. But they're all dead. Somebody must have heard something, seen something. No, nobody's talking. It's always tempting to use the uh, Jack the Ripper angle. That's made good copy for almost a hundred years now. Is that what we uh, got here?
2: Well, could be. Is there any
3: connection between the women he killed?
2: Well, none that we could find. Well, this is some guy who wanders around, picks out a place at random, breaks a window to get in, stabs his victim, and he's gone. No attempted rape, no robbery. This is a guy who just kills and takes off. He's a nut.
3: What do the doctors say?
2: Oh, everything. Sounds like a medical convention, but none of it gets us any place. A guy who
3: goes around, kills women? Look, you know his M.O., his method of operation. Have you gone through the files?
2: Well, it's nobody we got a record on. We checked the computers, we rounded up the usual suspects. They're all accounted for one way or another. Are you sure it's the same guy? Has to be. The same way of killing, the same weapon, too. Tom. My editor is eating this up. Yeah, you're telling me. Anything
3: to embarrass City Hall. He's going to unload an editorial on the inefficiency of the police department under this administration. Yeah, I figured he would. It's, uh, it's going to cut pretty deep. Hmm. Are, uh, are you going to write it? I suppose. He needs somebody who can spell. Uh, no
2: hard feelings, Tom. No, no, no. I understand, Paul. It's your job. Oh, no. Here we go again. Lieutenant Holman. Oh, yes, sir. No, sir, not a thing. Nothing yet. Yes, I will. Yes, sir. You know, he's calling every two minutes, the commissioner. What does he expect, a miracle? You know he does. Well, if we're going to bag this guy, that's just exactly what we need. (laughs) Lieutenant Holman. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. uh, I called you about a possible new approach. Uh, The four women who were dead, murdered. Uh, I'm I'm just grasping at straws, sir, but... uh, What if it isn't just random killing? Now, what if they're connected somehow? I I just thought... Oh. Yes, sir. We'll keep trying. (laughs)
1: It's Maggie. Did I wake you? Oh, well, you know me. When I can't sleep, I just lie here in the dark and let some of my best ideas come to me. It's about the evening dress I sketched for you earlier today. I wanted to have a collar. The basic line was sweep right in... Oh, wait. I think I heard something. It sounded like breaking glass. I think someone's trying to come in. Ella, hang up. Call the police. Tell them. Hurry. Who, who, who is it? Who, who are you? What, what do you want? What is it? I'm not just going to lie here and let you kill me. I'll fight you.
4: Help! Get away from me. Help! He's up here. <laughs> Keep away from me. Let's go with me. Let's go. There he
2: goes! Oh, hey, Miss Bridges, are you all right now? Did you get a good look at him?
1: The room was dark.
2: Well, now, surely you must have seen something.
1: Well, he had an ordinary-looking face.
2: Can you describe it? Any distinguishing marks?
1: I, I couldn't see any.
2: Okay. What happened?
1: I was speaking with my associate, Ella McDowell. Mm-hmm. We were discussing a new dress I'm designing. I heard the sound of breaking glass. I knew there was an intruder. So I told Miss McDowell to hang up immediately and dial 999.
2: Oh, you mean uh, 911?
1: Of course. How oh, foolish of me. 999 is London. I must compliment you. But in one minute, the police were on hand.
2: Well, actually, the man on the beat was passing by. He heard you screaming. Screaming? Mm-hmm.
1: Was I actually screaming? Well,
2: you had something to scream about. He saw a figure jump from your window. He chased him, but lost him by that time we had arrived.
1: Oh, that's really too bad. I do hope you find him. Ah,
2: You, uh, would recognize him again, do you think?
1: I I might.
2: Hmm. Could you, uh, could you help us find him?
1: I'm not sure I know how.
2: Well, I have an idea. He managed to escape back to a familiar neighborhood.
1: Familiar? Well,
2: familiar to him, a place he knows where he feels at home. Oh. He probably feels secure there because he knows all the ins and outs and nooks and the crannies, you see. Besides, nobody knows what he's doing except he himself. I understand. Now, could you give me some idea of how much time you have? To do well, what? Well, I'd like you to get into my car with me. We'll drive around that neighborhood for a while. Why? Well, it's just a hunch Maybe there's nothing to it, but uh, we could run into
1: him What do you mean, run into him?
2: Well, just what I said, we could see him walking down the street
1: But the man has killed four people Why would he walk calmly down the street in broad daylight? Or even at night?
2: He feels safe, nobody knows what he's done And I realize this is an imposition
1: Well, the fact is, you police did save my life last night I'll give you all the help I can. And the dinner dress will simply have to wait.
2: Some neighborhood, huh? Oh, it
1: does seem rather run down.
2: Yeah, this is what they mean by the melting pot. All kinds of people from all over the world came here years ago. They were poor. Had no choice but to live here. After a generation, they made it and moved away. Of course, to some of the older ones, it's still home. They'll never leave. Um, could I ask you something? Of course. Would anyone have a motive for wanting to kill you?
1: I suppose you're serious. Oh, yes. Let's see if I can answer you. Many times, a competitor has said to me, Darling, that was such a triumphant design, I could kill you for it. (laughs) You don't mean such a person. I hope not.
2: Do you have any enemies?
1: have rivals. It's a rather competitive business. Uh
2: Are you uh, afraid of anyone?
1: Why are you asking me these questions?
2: Well, perhaps there's another way we can account for the attempt on your life.
1: But isn't this supposed to be the work of a mad killer who strikes at random?
2: I'd like to tell you something in confidence. I don't think so. You don't? No. Now, I can't get my superiors to buy it. And maybe I'm wrong. But I have a hunch, at least I had one, that these things were connected. Well, but why? Well, what we have now is a guy who drifts around. He breaks into a house, finds a woman asleep in bed. He kills her. Yes? Now, how does he know he's going to find a woman in that particular house? Well, That's I... too bad, you see. Now, suppose he knew that she'd be there. He'd also have to know that she's alone, which is important. All those women were living alone. So I thought there was a connection. Why? Well, all the women are about the same age, middle 30s, same background, too. Now, they come from around this neighborhood, although it turns out they didn't know each other. One was a cashier in a restaurant. One was in a little supermarket. One worked in a factory. The other was a maid to an elderly couple. But you, you upset the whole apple cart. How? Well, you come from another world. You have nothing in common with the others.
1: You say they didn't know each other.
2: Yes, that's right. Let's see, there's uh, Sadie Lasinski, Emma Grant, Louisa Valdez, and the one who was killed just before the attempt on you, Marcelo Ryan. Now, I'm sure, I'm sure none of those names mean anything to you. No. No, they don't. Mm. And you can't think of one reason why someone might want to kill you.
1: No, I cannot, Lieutenant.
2: Uh-huh.
1: But that doesn't mean that a Reason might not exist. Oh,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we'll just look around. You might see a face that could be the least bit familiar.
1: And suppose I do see him. Or someone who might look like
2: him. Oh, well, don't worry. We won't jump him. We'll uh, signal our backup. Backup? Yeah, there are a couple of detectives in the car behind us that oh. take over and follow him, See where he goes. And what he might try to do...
3: Thank you. Oh, hey, Ma, what'd you shut it off for, huh? Look at this room. Oh, what is this, the army? We're going to have an inspection? You're 37 years old. You still got to be told to pick up after yourself. Oh, will you leave me alone, huh? Marty, you got to do something. I tried to do something, didn't I? I tried the army. Oh, if you didn't talk back so much. When I was discharged, I went to the West Coast. I tried the bank. Wherever I go, somebody's got it in for me. If you just try. I try, I try. Is it my fault? No nobody ever gives me a break. Marty,
1: I ain't gonna live forever. Remember that. One day you won't be able to come running home no more.
3: Yeah, 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 yeah. all right. You're
1: gonna go out and look for a job. I'll go out, I'll look for a job. When? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. It's always tomorrow. Well, what do you want me to do? Today's all shot already. It's only for your own good. (sighs) I know, Ma. Oh, come on
3: inside for supper. Yeah, yeah, a little while. All right. She just don't understand. Nobody ever gives me a break. Nobody. It started with Sadie Losinski, and then Emma Grant, Louisa, and Marcella, and that stuck-up Maggie. Maggie. Mm.
0: Is he our modern variation on Jack the Ripper? He speaks of all those ladies as if he actually knew them. Even Maggie. Is there a connection? Is Lieutenant Holman's hunch correct? You know we wouldn't raise these questions unless we intended to answer them beginning in Act Two shortly. have a solution to all problems, especially murder. Cherchez la femme. Look for the woman. Well, we have introduced a young man who does exactly that. He looks for that woman. And when he finds the one he wants, he kills her. He's made five attempts, four of which have been successful. Of course, this has caused all sorts of consternation in the frightened city. See anyone?
1: No, Lieutenant. Lieutenant.
0: Uh, It's a long shot,
2: but the only one we have.
1: This theory of yours, Lieutenant...
2: Yeah, what about it?
1: uh, That there might have been some connection between all the women who were killed. There is a connection, you know. There is? All of them were approximately the same age. Middle thirties. I'm thirty-six.
2: Yeah, but that's the only thing you've got in common with the rest of them. Age. Now, your background throws out my theory. He couldn't have known you from before.
1: And you think he knew the others?
2: Well, according to my theory, yes. How? Well, somehow they were all involved in something together. Such as? Such as? Okay. There was a case like this once. Four or five people, I forget how many, were murdered, just like we have now. Now, at first, it appeared to be the same random kind of thing. But then, we were able to find a common tie.
4: Yes?
2: It seemed the killer was out for revenge.
1: These were all people who... Injured
2: him? Well, it turned out his father was a grocer One day there was a hold-up His father was killed mm. Now, these people were all in the store But when the gunman was brought to trial None of them were able to identify him Oh, why
1: not? If they were actually there
2: Who knows? Maybe they were scared Maybe they were bought off Anyway, the hold-up guy went free Now, our killer was just a kid at the time But it stayed with him And some years later, when he was grown up he hunted each of the witnesses down and murdered them. Oh. Now, I figured maybe, maybe we have something like that here. But I guess not. Hmm. See anybody familiar?
1: No. I'm afraid I don't. <laughs>
2: I'm sorry about the editorial, Tom. Yeah, yeah. Never mind that, Paul. What about the stuff I asked you to research? Could you find anything? Nope. Well, that's not possible. Well, why not? Because I can't believe that people can go through life and not get their names in the papers at least once. I went through our morgue, Tom. <sighs> oh boy. You know what that is, don't you? You must have read the editorial. <laughs> yeah, Lieutenant Holman. Yeah, yeah, yes, Commissioner. No, not yet. Well, we're staying on top of it. Yes, sir. I've uh, I've been reading the papers. And uh, we're doing what we can. Yes, I will, sir. <laughs> oh, brother. You know, it's like a religious ritual. Now, Sadie Lasinski, Emma Grant, Louisa Valdez, Marcella Ryan. They never even got their names in the paper, not once. Not once. Look, Tom, if this were a small town where they report every
3: church supper and tea party, okay. But in a big city, you have to be killed or be a killer or get into trouble, be a hero, or else who wants to know about you? All
2: right. Thanks anyway, Paul.
3: Uh, you, uh, got anything for me, Tom? Yeah, the
2: usual. Nothing. Yeah. Mm. I'm sorry. Not as sorry as I am. Now this goes on, I'll be dressed in blue again, pounding a beat. But... That's the true police work out on the street, helping your fellow man. Hey, you sound as if you believe it. Yeah, I better believe it. I may have to live with it. Well, tomorrow's another day. Uh, Paul. Uh, what is it? Uh, wait a, wait a second. Paul, you want to do something for me? Of course. Now, uh, this is just a hunch, a wild hunch. Now, suppose... Suppose my theory, the one they won't buy,
3: is true. Well... How can it be? This, this Maggie Bridges, your British dress designer, throws it out the window. Maybe. What do you mean, maybe? What if she fits into Well, how? I don't know. I don't know Well, even. how would this Jack the Ripper type, who we think comes from the east side of town, have anything in common
2: with the likes of Maggie Bridges? Well, what if there's a connection? Are you serious? I've already run her through my files.
3: Right, right, and you didn't find anything. No,
2: no, no. Now, the question is... Will you run us through your morgue, see what you come up with? Well, sure. And if you do get something you want to hold off on it, I'll see to it you get your chance to score a beat.
3: Tom, do you know something you're not telling me?
2: Well, not exactly.
3: Uh, What does not exactly mean? It means I'm not
2: exactly sure. Okay, we'll play it your way.
1: Marty. Oh. oh, what'd you shut it off for, Marty? Because a person can't hear herself think. Oh, Marty. I know, I know. When am I going to find the job? Now who's going to give you one if you don't go out and ask, hmm? All right, all right, I'm going. When? Tomorrow. It's always tomorrow. You want to eat something? Later. What's this? What's wine? This picture you cut out of the paper.
3: Oh. Oh, it's uh, uh, a good-looking dame. I I like a type. Hmm. Maggie Bridges.
1: Well-known fashion designer. I heard of her. She gets thousands of dollars for her gown and all. They say she's designing clothes for the president's wife. Marty. Yeah? Maggie Bridges. Hmm. You know something? Yeah? She looks familiar somehow. Does she? Did I ever see her someplace before?
3: <laughs> Where would you ever see her? I don't
1: mean lately. Now what do you mean? I mean a long time ago. A long, long time ago. But I, I can't remember. Oh, it must be my imagination. Anyhow, come inside and eat your supper. Yeah, in a minute, Ma.
3: Maggie. Yeah. It was a long time ago. But I'll see you again. You can count on that, baby. I'll see you again.
2: Oh, he's at it early today. Lieutenant Holman.
4: Lieutenant, I'm afraid
1: I won't be able to ride with you
2: today. Oh, Miss Bridges.
1: We're having a showing.
2: Oh, yeah, okay.
1: I have been riding all week. Yeah, I haven't been
2: of any help, have I? Well, that's how police work goes sometimes.
1: Well, I do believe I've done my duty as a good citizen.
2: Oh, you have, you have. I'm very
1: much afraid I shall be quite busy from
2: now on. Yes, well, thank you, Miss Bridges. You, uh you deserve a great deal of credit. I'm sure you understand, Lieutenant. Yes, ma'am, I do. Goodbye. Goodbye, Miss Bridges. Yeah, goodbye. Uh oh, here it comes. Lieutenant Holman. Come. Oh. Can you come
4: down to the newspaper right away.
2: Oh? Did you find something, Paul? Well, I sure did. Now, I don't know what it means, but I
3: sure found something.
1: Won't you sit down, Lieutenant? Thank you. Now, what can I do for you? Have you picked up a suspect? Perhaps you'd like me to come down and choose him from the... What do you call it? I've seen it so many times in the cinema. Oh, Yes, the lineup?
2: No, no, no. That's uh, not exactly why I'm here. Well, suppose you tell me. Oh, excuse me. Yes, sir.
1: Ella, please hold the phones for. Lieutenant, will you be here for long?
2: Well, that all depends.
1: Ella, hold the calls until I get back to you. <laughs> the phones in my office ring as incessantly as those in yours.
2: Well, this is quite a place you got here.
1: Mm, it'll do.
2: Persian carpets, antiques, oil paintings. Yes, this is class.
1: Oh, thank you.
2: Little. Maggie Morris. (laughs) You've certainly come up in the world.
1: Have I committed a crime? No. Then why have you seen fit to investigate me? To dig into my past?
2: Well, I told you about my theory. Yes, but... The killer is out to murder girls from the same background. Now, it turns out you fit into that background.
1: Ah. And now
2: what? Oh, come on, you can relax with me. You don't have to put on the accent.
1: By this time, it's so much a part of me, it's as if I were born with it.
2: You were Maggie Morris. You were born down in that east side neighborhood. That's right? Yes, and you went to school there.
1: I was graduated from Eastern High.
2: I know all that.
1: My parents were dreadfully poor. My father started drinking early in life, and he went quickly. My mother was never well. She died soon after. I used to babysit for this art teacher at the college, his wife. They were English, here on an exchange program. When it was time for them to go back, I was like one of the family. They took me along.
2: Yes, we know that, too. Huh.
1: I went to college in London. I could always draw a little. I found I had a talent for design. They sent me to Paris to study. They adopted me, legally. That's why my name is really Britches. Yes. I became a British subject. I became successful. I was invited to come to this country to open a salon.
2: And all the while, you were little Maggie Morris from the Lower East Side.
1: No. I left her behind me. She's no longer a part of me. What have you gained by digging it all up.
2: Oh, I've vindicated my theory.
1: What about your precious theory?
2: I say he was after girls he knew. Why? I don't know. I don't know why yet, but I know this. I now have a survivor, you, and you can help me find out.
1: Well, I've tried. I spent a week in your police car and it was to no avail.
2: Well, we have to do more.
1: What more can we do?
2: You're going to have to work with me. How? We're going to go back over that neighborhood.
1: We've already been all over
2: it. Yes, ma'am, that's what police work is. Repetition. You go over the same ground again and again and again.
1: Perhaps. But police work isn't my work. And I do have a large establishment to run, and I don't have the time.
2: Well, I'm afraid you'll have to make the time. Is
1: that a threat, Lieutenant? A threat? Do you think you can embarrass me by publicizing my background? A polite sort of
4: blackmail?
0: Does he? There are, after all, those people who insist that the ends justify the means. Who knows the answer to that one? But the answer to the intriguing problem that confronts us here shall be forthcoming shortly in Act Three. Feathers, they say, do not make fine birds. Beauty is only skin deep. But that seems to be sufficient. Our society seems so obsessed with externals. Isn't that so? Therefore, we take the appearance for the reality. And after a while, most of us begin to believe this masquerade, especially the masquerader.
1: I have never said I was born in England. I've never denied that I'm a girl from the East Side. It's just that no one has ever asked
2: me. Now, please, Miss Bridges, I have no desire to embarrass you. Then what is it you want? I want to save you. Save me? From whom? The killer. The killer who's already murdered four times and now is after you.
1: Why do you say that?
2: Because you're a part of his past. A past he's seeking to destroy. Why... I can't believe it. He wants to kill you. Well, but why? I don't know. I don't know why. I do know this. We have to get him before he gets you. Now, he tried once. He was unsuccessful. He'll try again.
1: How do you know?
2: Madam, he has a score to settle. Now, what the score can possibly be, I can't even guess at. But it's enough to drive him to kill.
1: Well, what can we do?
2: Well, right now, you may not be aware of it. But uh, you're being guarded. 24 hours a day This is preventing him from making his move But we can't protect you forever And obviously he has time Time And when you left the neighborhood You were how old?
1: 17 All
2: right, you never went back?
1: Not until you drove me there last week
2: So, whatever it is Goes back just about half a lifetime Yes Okay What is it? Now years ago You did something to someone, a boy, a man, someone. Now, wait. How old was the fellow who tried to kill you? Well, he
1: seemed to be, I don't know, young.
2: Well, what kind of young? Teenager young? 30-ish young? Uh, 30-ish. All right, so. At that time, he might have been your own age, 17, huh? Now, why would a 17-year-old boy want to kill you? And Emma Grant and Sadie lasinski and the other two. But I didn't know them. And they didn't know you either. They didn't know each other, any of them. We've established that. Yet, now we can be certain that each of you did something to this fellow that makes him want to commit murder. Now, what?
1: I don't know. Will you think? But I, I never hurt anyone that I'm aware of. And this other story you told me. Which story? The one where these people refused to be witnesses to a murder. Oh, yeah. Well, I've never been involved with anything like that.
2: And yet it has to be something.
1: I've memorized the names of the other women, but... Did I know them?
2: Well, you said you didn't.
1: Well, now I'm not sure. Take me for a ride, Lieutenant. Where? Through that old neighborhood. Why? Ever since I left it, I tried to forget... I have so few good memories. Perhaps I have succeeded in forgetting everything. Yes, Lieutenant. I look at it now. So much comes back to me. Uh, turn left at the corner.
2: All right. There it is.
1: What? The house we lived in. That tired-looking tenement. It looks as if it's about to fall apart. It looked that way even... even then. Oh, stop the car.
2: What is it? Do you see someone? Yes. Who?
1: I see me. A very thin, frail, 16-year-old. I'm coming back from an art class. And I'm stopping off at... That sign. That grocery. It's still here. Losinski. Oh, but it's not a grocery any longer. It's a convenience market. Losinski. Sadie Losinski.
2: Then you did know her. Well, I didn't. I didn't. Now, what does that mean?
1: Oh, well, she was 18. I was 16. Two years make a universe of difference at that age. Besides, she was very pretty. I was quite plain. Oh, she was so pretty. More than pretty. Beautiful. And she was never able to leave the neighborhood. I wonder why.
2: Well, both the parents were very sick. She had to take care of the store to support them.
1: Mr. and Mrs. Lusinsky. Oh, they were so kind.
2: Uh, can you remember anything else?
1: I'm trying, but... I don't know what I'm supposed to remember
2: It was back there, all from back there The other three, their names
1: No, I can't remember anything about them You sure? Positive
2: All right Tell me everything you remember about Sadie Lisinski
1: Well, I just have, Lieutenant She was very pretty and popular I was very plain and lonesome We lived just a few doors from each other But it could just as well have been a few thousand miles.
2: Okay, let's keep driving. Maybe something might occur to you. What's
1: the matter, Marty? What do you mean, what's the matter? I was just wondering. How come I don't hear that radio playing anymore? When hmm? it's
3: on, you complain. When it's off, you worry. How am I going to win, huh?
1: Last night, you
3: went out. They, uh, pass a law against
1: it? I happened to be up. I can't sleep with the arthritis. I heard you. It must have been half past one, two o'clock in the morning. I had to have
3: some fresh air. Well, where'd you go? What do you mean, where'd I go out? That's all. I I stopped off at the coffee shop. Marty, listen, you've got to find something to do.
1: What do you want from me? I'm looking for a job, ain't I? And if you find one, will it do any good? You're always getting into trouble. Ma,
3: will you leave me alone? All right,
1: all right. You want something to eat?
3: Yeah, after a while.
1: Hmm, I see you still got this picture you cut out of the paper. You know something? I could swear it's Maggie Morris. Maggie Morris? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, the scrawny little girl that used to live upstairs. The old man was a lush. But this couldn't be her. Not this English lady. Hm. Little Maggie Morris. I wonder what ever become of her. Uh, listen, Ma, you uh,
3: you want to make me something to eat, huh? All right. Be ready right away. Maggie... Oh, Maggie, they can't put a cop in front of your house for the rest of your life Sooner or later, Maggie Sooner or later
1: Yes, it's Maggie I hope I didn't wake you Oh, listen You know what could solve the problem? Velvet Yes, that's right it's exactly the texture we need, and it's rich looking. We can go into it at breakfast. Where'd I think of it? In bed at night when I can't sleep. That's when I get my best ideas. We'll talk about it in the morning. Good night. Why would a grown man want to kill a woman? Oh women.
4: Oh <gasps> wait.
1: That's where I'm wrong. Not a grown man. An adolescent. Why would a 17 year old want to. Why? What did I ever do to a 17 year old boy?
3: What? Hey, Maggie? Oh, it's you. Uh, Listen, uh, Maggie, uh, next week's. Graduation, you know. I know. So, uh, y- you want to you want go to the prom with me?
1: The prom? No. I'm sorry,
4: Marty.
3: Well, why not? I just don't want to go. Well, I happen to know you don't have a date. Well, that's my business. Well, why do you want to go with me? Let go
4: of my well, hair. Well, I'll
3: tell you why. It's because my old lady's the janitor. That's why. My old lady, she scrubs the floors on her hands and knees. That's why. You're
4: hurting me, And who
3: are you to go around stuck (gasps) up? At least my old lady makes a living. Your old man, he's a drunk. (gasps) You live on charity. Where do you come off to turn me down? Marty, I'll scream for the cop. You're
4: breaking my arm.
3: You are nobody. You are nothing. Your old man's a lush. Marty, let go! I'll call you when I'm good and ready, but you won't forget this. You ain't gonna get away with it. You and the rest of them who think you're too good for me, I'll get back at you. Marty,
4: let go! Let go, let go!
1: What a nightmare.
2: Good morning, Miss Bridges.
1: Oh, yes. Good morning, Lieutenant.
2: Something wrong?
1: Oh, no. Nothing. I just stopped by on my way to the office to let you know that I have a meeting. A very important meeting. And I shall not be able to accompany you this morning.
2: Oh, well, that's okay. I uh, just want you to keep thinking keep going back over it over and over again
1: yes I have I I mean I will
4: <gasps>
1: hello Marty Maggie may I come in
3: you uh recognized me huh
1: No, I remembered you, after a while. So? The other girls, did they all turn you down too?
3: Yeah. That's what I thought. Why'd you come here? Why didn't you run to the cops? You wouldn't have uh, far to go, there's always one right outside your window.
1: Oh, did you try it again?
3: Yeah. Why didn't you go to the cops?
1: Because in a way, it was my fault. I don't know about the other girl.
3: Oh, that stuck up Sadie Losinski. I come home from the merchant navy, it was a couple of years ago. She wasn't so pretty anymore. And she wouldn't look at me. And that that Emma Grant who she thinks she was. And that Valdez chick and Marcella, are crying out loud. And just for that, you wanted to
1: kill us all? I gotta kill
3: somebody. Don't you understand? Nothing ever goes right for me. What did I ever want, to be a millionaire? I just wanted to have a job. And a girlfriend. Like all the other guys, that's all. And that is why I am gonna kill you. Marty,
1: I, I came here to ask you... Turn yourself in. Sooner or later, they'll catch you.
3: They'll have to kill me first.
1: They will. This way, Marty, you... You have some kind of a chance.
3: I don't care anymore. I am going to kill you for what you did to me. And this time, you won't get away from me. Please don't kill me, Marty. Then what would you come up here for? You're so smart, smarter than the cops. You figured it out. You know I'm going to kill you. Marty,
1: let me... Let me tell you about the problem.
3: Uh, It doesn't matter anymore.
1: I wanted to go so badly. But nobody asked me. Who'd want to take me? I wanted to take you. I asked you. I know. I wanted you to. And then... Then I remembered I couldn't go.
3: Uh Uh-huh. Because you was ashamed of me.
1: No, because I was ashamed of myself. Marty, I had nothing to wear. I, I worked after school. I worked so hard to make some money, so so that I could buy some material to make a a special dress. I thought I had it hidden away, but my father found it. He found the money, and he drank it. And I didn't have a dress. How could I go? Oh, Marty.
4: How could I go? I was going to make it out of silk. Um,
1: quit
3: balling, will you?
1: Marty, I never got over that dress. Just
3: stop crying, will you?
1: Let me help you.
3: Help me? How?
1: Will you need doctors and lawyers?
3: Look, I killed four people. Nothing can save me from jail.
1: Let me. Help save you from yourself. At least you'll know there's someone outside who knows you're alive. Who cares. Come on, Marty. Take a ride with me. Will you?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Um, you think I could take this with me? My tape player? Why not? Listen. Listen to this. It's one of the tunes they, they must have played at the senior prom.
4: The
0: senior prom. What importance it held for so many people at a certain time in their lives. Indeed. How it even changed so many of those lives. Yes, the slings and arrows of adolescence. How they can wound and even kill. I shall return shortly. child is the father of the man, and in these liberated days, of course, also the mother of the woman. If the habits and the sights and the sounds and impressions of childhood become hardened into the mold of maturity, why aren't we all more careful with our children? Our cast included Larry Haynes,
4: Evie Jester, and Russell Horton. The entire production was under the direction of Hyman Brown.